Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome Van, who's about to start series 27 of this show. It's Richard Herring. Series 27. Who'd have believed we'd get recommissioned this many times or that we'd just break up something that's on every week into different series? It's insane. Um, well, you're much better than uh, the audience that's going to be, we're going to have on the 4th of August. I can tell you that. Uh, uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Uh, though I was talking to Leon Theremin uh, the other day. I've done a lot of these. <laughs> He invented the theremin, you know, the... He probably did other stuff as well, but, you know, it's pretty cool, isn't it? He calls it Rahela Stepa. He goes, ooh, That's what he calls it. So it's very exciting as we're uh, recording this one only a week before transmission. I can go topical, which is not going to happen again for a very, very long time. I can tell you that right now. 
Uh, a, because we get, we, we're going to go on tour, I think, in uh, the autumn and the spring. Uh, and by my reckoning, we'll have got 100 podcasts by this time uh, in May, which should last us two years. So uh, we're not going to be topical. You know, I'll have a go. We'll have a crack, but not going to work out. Uh, so um, Succession is just... Anyone watching Succession? It's just finished. I love it, but uh, I was really hoping that at the end, it was quite a serious ending, uh, that they, they would they'd do that thing they do on films where they just get all the cast to sing Build Me Up Buttercup or whatever. <laughs> you know, break character in different locations. Apart from the guy playing Kendall, he's very method, so he would stay in character and, and have to react as Kendall would react to, to people just singing in real life. Better ending, in my opinion. Uh, so that's... Topical. Don't bother with, don't bother with the topical stuff then. Um, Philip Schofield is in the news for some reason. Uh, he says his career is over, but uh, Philip, if you're listening, we're still looking for a guest for the 19th of June <laughs> show. 500 quid, we can do cash in hand. Uh, Chris Evans, not that one's son, Ben, uh, is working on the show. If that, that is any enticement, he's... He's 22, is it a bit old for you, but that's... We can make him... Well, I'm, I'm prepared to use him as kind of bait. <laughs> I don't know if he's prepared to do that himself, but it doesn't matter, he works for me, does what I say. I'm, I'm going to be next. Um, uh, presumably, they are going to be sh- sacking every TV star who ever shagged a runner, so there's not going to be many people left on TV. It's all, it's all I'm going to tell you. Presumably, that's the problem. Um, it's sort of weird in this world of Robert De Niro and Al Pacino having uh, kids in their 80s, nearly in their 90s with 29-year-olds. That's sort of admirable. A little bit of... I wonder what the difference with Philip Schofield is. Uh, so, anyway, but uh, Piers Morgan uh, is called to end the relentless persecution of uh, Philip Schofield and return to the relentless persecution of Meghan Markle instead. Uh, <laughs> I, I presume he only calls for a relentless persecution of those who have rejected him romantically. Um, <laughs> that is my guess. So, yeah, there is a tour coming up. Uh, do keep an eye on uh, richchain.com slash for details of that. We'll be releasing that pretty soon. Uh, the people of London have been taking us for granted, so uh, we're coming out to you in the provinces. Uh, and if you come, then we'll never come back to London again. You've been warned, London. Uh, no, we had a lot of fun in uh, Wells the other week, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully uh, get to see everyone. We're still doing gigs in London, obviously we are. We love you guys. Um, yeah. Right, my guest this week, the first guest of Series 27. It's a big, a big important slot. It's what everyone's going for. She is probably best known for playing the Tanguro in uh, Tanguru, in the Tango advert. It's quite a rude Tango advert. We'll talk about it. That's why I want to talk about it. Will you please welcome the amazing Tanya Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Here she is, Tanya Moore. Come in, come in, sit down. Hello, Tanguru. Tanguru. Yeah, Tanguru. Yes. Let's talk about that for an hour. Okay. 
Um, do you expect them to stay here for that? <laughs> yeah, they, they've been through they've been through a lot more boring than that, can't you? and they stay relentlessly. Wow, um, are we starting off kangaroos boring? Yeah, it is. It isn't boring at all. It's quite. I I couldn't understand where that ad. I've watched the advert. Yeah. Is there was there only one or was that? It feels like there was. We did three, but oh, I yeah. think only two came out. Right. Okay. Well, I've seen one that yeah. involved a young lady and her dad finding what. A dildo. Uh, yeah, it's a big, big dildo. So that didn't go out during Coronation Street, did it? Or did it? It did. Wow. It went out. It went out in all the peak times. Did it? It was wonderful. <laughs> it, there was a, the one that didn't come out was the one that we thought would come out. All right. And then we thought that one wouldn't come out because we we filmed the, so we we filmed in one whole day. It's like a 12-hour day. And we did three adverts in one day. Right. And so we did the first two and then they were like we shouldn't do the last one. They're not going to allow it. That's the one that everyone loves. <laughs> it's crazy. We um, did that in like 20 minutes. Right. It was proper quick, 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 quick. I was knackered by that point. Absolutely <laughs> knackered. I weren't supposed to be leaning on the wall. I was leaning on the wall. So I was knackered. Wow. I was finished. What um, was the one that didn't go out? What happened in the one that didn't go oh, out? Oh, so it was like a family dinner. And <laughs> God, this lady, she's probably about 70. She was the grandma of the boy in the advert. So the advert is a boy and a girl. She's trying to have, like, sexy chat with him, but she keeps, like, doing wrong things, like sending a text to her dad or, you know, just doing random things. So around the dinner table, he, they were sitting around the dinner table having a moment, and uh, he thought the girl was trying to flirt with him, rubbing his, uh-huh. her foot on him, and it was her nan oh. doing it. Yeah. And then we cut to the nan, and you expect a face like, oh, sorry, and she was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> then it happened again, and you cut too, and it's his, it's her mum. So now everyone around the table was trying to flirt with him. His girlfriend doesn't know, and he's trying to be polite about it. Yeah. It was funny as hell. Wow. The dildo one was the one that came out. Wow, I can't believe it. This wasn't People filthy enough. People Intergenerational sex no, no, was no. not was not dirty <laughs> enough for tango. Well, good. Well, you you are a very fine actor. You started. Uh, you've been acting for a long time. Long right? time. Like, a very long time. You started yeah. when you were. Four or something like that. Five drama Five, class, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, you've done, you, you started off as in dance. And dance in was my love. We started off, we went to ballet, lasted yeah. one class, because what the fuck is that about? <laughs> and <laughs> what are we doing? We're doing too much. Uh, went to jazz, loved jazz, but I needed a bit more structure, a bit, right. more, a bit more girth, <laughs> uh, and I had anger to release. So we landed in hip-hop, guys, and street dance, and that's, yeah. that's what I did. I mean, that's a, a world time. I don't know very much about. The, no way. The world. <laughs> <laughs> never guess. Yeah. Never um, it's giving Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> so you, 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 you hosted dance shows as well. So people saw you hosting dance shows. Yeah. And you were funny. And so yeah. they said, become a comedian. They were like, why, why don't you try a comedy? That's literally yeah. how it happened. Yeah. And then my friend and I were walking back from a dance rehearsal, and we saw at New Cross Comedy Theatre that they did comedy courses, and I was like, I'm going gonna, gonna to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a good comedian. I'm just saying I'm on this podcast. <laughs> well, you are a good comedian. Thank you. I've I seen, I've it, seen your show, and also <laughs> um, you won the Funny Women show, did, the competition, Funny Women which is a big competition. Yeah, that was, that was nice. I was worried that day, actually. Really worried. I was scared of competitions. Right. It took a long time to do competitions. Six, seven years I took to really? do competitions, yeah. yeah. I was like, no. I've, I've, audiences are telling me I'm funny. I don't need four disgruntled people <laughs> to confirm that I maybe not be. So I just didn't want to do that. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then I finally did it. One Funny Women, so that was great. Then I did the Bath Comedy Festival. 
and I came uh, third. And then I did the BBC Comedy Festival and I got disqualified. So that was fun. <laughs> Why did you get disqualified? And I ended it. I ended it there. So <laughs> I'm done. I've won one. I'm doing too much. Let me tap out. Let me just tap the what fuck did, out. What did you do, Tanya? To get I ran over time a little bit, but oh, I ran nice. over time because the audience were laughing. Like, isn't that the point? <laughs> I was so confused. And the judges were arguing with the organiser. The, them just was like, I can't have her doing that because if she runs over in the final, which is live, it's going to mess up the schedule. And I was like, I get it. But also, if the light isn't at the back behind the sound desk, I might see it. Yeah. <laughs> I might see it. So <laughs> I got disqualified. Yeah. Okay. And ended my competition career. <laughs> well, you know, that's you, that's a very good competition career, anyway. You yeah. don't you don't need competition. I, I, so I so I came. Me and Katie came to see you. At, I guess in Edinburgh, twenty nineteen was 19. it? Nineteen, yeah. Um, and I was re- we, you were basically doing a, a, a shared bill. Yes, you did. So you did half an hour of the show that you were hoping to do in twenty twenty. Yes. So something happened to make I that mean, not happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which was a shame because I thought it it was it, it's really stuck with me that half an hour. Oh, that's and I, nice. what I really loved about the show was it was a show, and the, I think you're going to do more with it. It was about being a bully. Yes, uh, which is not something that many people acknowledge. No, and most people would wouldn't talk about. And yeah, I've always thought most people. Most people have been bullied and most people have also bullied other people. A lot of people came to me afterwards and they were like, I'm so glad someone's talking about it. Yeah. All of us are bullies, first of all. Um, And the reason why I did this show, it's not to highlight being a bully. It's not fun to be a bully. It's to highlight why people are being bullies and what we should dig into and how we should learn to respond to that. Because what we do as a society, we're, we're told to look after the person who's been bullied, okay? Their life is fine. That's why they're being bullied, first of all. That's the truth. It's jealousy. It's an innate anger inside of you that makes you deflect onto the person who looks like they have the life that you think you want. Yes. Do you know often. what I mean? I do. Yeah, it often is. And I think that's, you know, we, there, not to say we should have sympathy for no, police not per to se, say like that, but there but... is, I think you're looking for the root causes of why it happens. So yeah. it's, it's interesting for you to And if we have more spaces for people like that to spend time in, like yeah. we have, when you see organisations like... Um, uh, charities that help people who have been bullied. If we have more spaces like that for people who, when they're younger as well to go and express themselves, they might be able to get the tools they're not getting at home yeah. to fix their behaviour. Just by telling them off and making them miss playtime, it doesn't fix their behaviour. Sure. Do you know what I mean? I do. Just by calling them horrible names and sending them home yeah. doesn't fix their behaviour. I think that's true. And I really, you know, I remember being bullied, but I also look back and, and they're the things you tend, I think people tend to forget about or yeah. conveniently forget about where you go, actually, I did pick on that. Because I might be bullied by someone. You know, it's, it's the that it, so you would... It, it generates... Well, you just thought you were joking about someone. This is it. And, it was not a joke. But for, to them, you'd think, no, that wasn't a joke. Learned that lesson in uni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, yeah. It, was a, it was a big deal. So yeah, I've made a show out of it. I wanted to do an hour. Yeah. Um, we couldn't do the hour. And then by the time we got back to Edinburgh, I was over it. But also, um, more importantly, I was going to make it, because it was a serious subject, yeah. I didn't want to make it too light. Whilst the half an hour was fun, yeah. I, I, was, I, didn't, I had a thing on my chest about looking like I was glorifying bullying and being insensitive to the plethora of people who have been bullied. Yeah. Um, and so I said, I'm going to make it into a theatre show sure. and have a, a serious piece that will be quite funny in parts, right? And then uh, my agent was like, babe, this is a TV show, stop being weird. And so now I've got a pilot and I'm writing it to be a TV show. Good, that's yeah, great. I'm well, really I'm really glad because I, I know you did something, you came back in 
last year in Edinburgh and did, yeah. did, did a different show, which yes. was about just trying to be funny and, and work out who you were, which yeah. is which is fine. But uh, but I you know I thought that that was there was something very interesting in there. There was a connect, and I, forgive me if I've got this wrong in the haze of the years, yeah. but there was a connection with the guys arrested for Stephen Lawrence. Is that right? I know we show? just went to the same school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of interesting as well. So yeah, just- there were, I wasn't there at the time. I had come just after they left. Right. Um, at the time when I went to school, they had family still in the school, sisters and cousins and stuff. Um, and there was a big racial divide. Yeah. Me coming from Lewisham, New Cross, South East London, and travelling all the way to um, Falconwood in Kent um, to go to school meant that there was not a lot of us, a lot of them. Yeah. And at the end of school, those of us from our side would come up to fight them. There was a lot of fighting sure. around that time. A lot of problems, the police obviously weren't looking out for us i say obviously some of you might still be ignorant to the idea that they're bullies but they are horrible and they were doing lots of different things i was pushed and punched a couple times by police officers telling me to get out of the road i was on the pavement that was wild um and i was 12 so it was it was a strange time yeah really strange time yeah but there's so but you make these things funny yeah but there's so there's so much in that and that's you know that's why it's such an interesting subject and again Uh, just because of the way the media works and comedy works, it's not something you're going to hear about very much no. from from many people. So it's it's terrific that you know that that show was is going to turn into something. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's a yeah. comedy, by the way. Guys. It's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Let's get that out. It's a comedy. I just think it's really. I think I'm really lucky to be able to turn horrible situations into fun scenarios that we can all enjoy. Yeah, and I feel like now I'm just like. I've got a hard on for it. Anything that happens hard in my life, <laughs> I'm like, we're making this funny, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, my new show is about a really bad thing that happened to me last year. Right. I'm just making it funny because if not, I just think you'll sit down and get depressed over it. And I just think, I don't want depression. It doesn't look cute. It doesn't fit me. I don't want it. But, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, this comes up, obviously, a lot when we talk to comedians because most of us will take the worst things that happen to yeah. us and think, what's the, what's the funny what's angle? The funny? And but it, but it is also a, a valid way to cope with if you've been through something difficult yeah. to, to find the kind of bring awareness as well. Yeah. Of course, we, got, we need to learn to talk about a lot of different range of things that make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, when really we all experience it. We're all just sitting in our cupboards, being like, "Oh my god, no one should know." We're all doing it about the same things, you know. We're all going through all the things. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're human. Good. <laughs> Good. Right. Look, there's there, there's a lot of things that I want to talk to you about. Oh. Um, First of all, I mean, I know you've talked about this a lot, but I want to address the spelling of Tanya. <laughs> I think we all want to address the spelling of Tanya. Do you want to, do you want to take us through the spelling, of the, the spelling of Tanya and why that? The why spelling that of Tanya, I would say, is probably the first time I recognised I was bullied. Probably. Right. Yeah. That's the name my dad gave me. Right. My dad is a man. He's a creative man. I tell you why he's creative. He's taken a five-letter word and made it seven. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking creative, isn't it? It's creative. So my name, if you haven't seen, is T-H-A-N-Y-I-A, because yeah. we need the Y and the I just to let everyone know. <laughs> Not one, we need them both. Uh, and the H is in there because Jamaicans just put H's in places they don't need to be. <laughs> and that's the only... That's, that's how I've summed it up. Right. Over the years, I've asked him, over the years, what does my name mean? And I've received a different answer every time. <laughs> So I'm just confirm. I'm, I'm confirming he made the shit up. <laughs> yeah. Is what I'm saying. 
And he keeps saying shit. Like, there was once, I was, the, the river by the Nile, it was. There was once, then it was the flower in the bloom. Then, it, the, I, I swear to God, we did a show for Dave recently. And I, he told, they said, what was the name? They asked him the question, what's the meaning of my name? Yeah. He gave a completely different answer. <laughs> so I was like, I thought it was the river of the Nile. And he was like, it is. The river of the Nile, and then led it into his answer. So to God, you have to go and see it. It's the funniest shit. But I was looking at him like, you made it up, innit? You made it up. Just say you made it up, you ass. But it's something that, you know, then it sets you... Because you could just change it to a different spelling if you wanted to. I could just change it, but that's like depot and money and shit. Yeah. No one's got time for that. <laughs> that's a just... lot of expense on me for his mistake. It is. <laughs> but also, it's, you know, it's immediately interesting, and also you can... You know, get pissed off if people spell it wrong. Well, so that's nice. Well, I think if you're on my social media spelling my name wrong, you're a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> how did you find me? You had to spell it right to find me. Also, when you go into the inbox, guess what? My name is right there. You're a dickhead. I yeah. deserve. Good. But that's deserve. fun. That's yeah. fun. But, it, but it also, like in show business terms, then it's, it, it's you know. It's good in show business because yeah. I, I stand out from the other Tanyas. Yeah. So that's the only thing. And you can just be... One name. You could become a one name act. Oh my God, I didn't think about that. Yeah. When I'm in my Madonna era, I'm going to just become <laughs> Tanya. <laughs> yeah. So that's terrific. Um, yeah, and also, I mean, I think the, the shaved head is a, is a terrific look as well. I love it. Yeah. I, but you I, used to have hair, right? As so I've seen I you did. with hair. I had many a different hair. Yeah. yeah. So I was going through my photos last night with my friend, actually, and I was like, I went through it. I was finding myself. A lot. <laughs> and we finally found her, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah, this is the way forward. Yeah. I don't like people asking to touch it, though. Of course not. I get that a lot. Okay. No one asked to touch my hair, which leads me to believe they could see I was finding myself. <laughs> <laughs> they want to touch the head. But it's, it's a risk, isn't it? Because yeah. I once went down like to a number two for an acting <gasps> job. Yeah. And my head does not suit... Thank God oh my, my God. hair isn't falling out because my head is big and weird. And... Let me tell you the heart attack that I had. So on the way, to, I, I made the decision to cut my hair because I said, when I'm getting older now and I, growing up, I've always hated my face. And let me tell you why. Everyone used to always say to me, oh my God, you are a spitting image of your dad. So I just thought I looked like a boy, right? With hair. That's what I thought growing up. Right. Growing up all the time, you are your dad. You look like, just like your dad. Oh my God. She looks just like her dad. Not even Eli looks like her dad. She is like her dad. That is Noel's face right there. So I was like, oh my God. Jesus. That's crazy. And then when I used to go hairdressers, all the time, they would be like, oh my God, you got a lot back here. And I thought they meant my head. <laughs> Not my hair. I yeah. thought they meant I got a big head. Right. So when I went to shave it, I thought, okay, now we're going to figure out if I can rock this cliff that's hanging at the back here. <laughs> this big, massive grapefruit that seems to be back there that no one knows how to fix. And then we shaved it, and I was like, oh, you meant the hair. I've got an egghead like my dad. My dad has got an egghead, and this is what it looks like. Right. This is it. So I do look like Noel. I'm just getting used to it more now. I can't, I can't imagine a, a male version of the same thing. I, oh, I wish say. I brought my phone out. If I bring my phone out, you'd look at it and be like, uh, because <laughs> that's what I get all the time. I say it when he's not around, yeah. and I get a photo out, or they see him, and they're like, oh, yeah, you do look like a boy. <laughs> Honestly. Well, it's true. And again, what a fantastic individual thing to have. To have. Well, I heard it's the thing with girls, most girls tend to look like their fathers, I find. Um, so when I tell that story, they're like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, it's not about you. 
<laughs> it's not me right now. <laughs> I'm also a middle child, can you tell? No way. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So look, you've been you've been doing I mean, you, things have really taken off for you in the last few years, especially. You've done, obviously, you've been doing. I was saying to you backstage, I was I, I watched you did a CBB a CB or kids CB show CBBC CBBC. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Uh, I should know because I watch it all the time. Yeah. Sometimes when my kids are there. Uh, Called Jamie Johnson, which I hadn't seen because yeah. it's a little bit older than my kids are. But it, you're you like you're unnecessarily good in it. Thank you. I mean, you know, you, a lot of people would take a kid's show and go, oh, I'm not going to bother, but it's proper acting. Yep. It's a quite dramatic It's a dramatic role. kid's show, yeah. which was really nice. Yeah. That was part of the appeal for taking the role. Yeah. I didn't want to be in a kid's show and just be doing, like, the crazy stuff that some people have to do. Well, Jimmy, maybe we should look at our feelings. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to do the good, gritty stuff, and that's yeah. what they gave us to do, and I was really happy about that. And that was my first acting job as well. Um, proper acting job, like main cast, yeah, yeah. getting stuck in. It was wonderful. I yeah. loved it. We spent 10 weeks in Wales. Oh, my God. The weirdest scenario ever. It's like a quaint little seaside town called Porth Call. Oh, yes. Have you been there? No, but I've heard, okay. you, t- I've heard you talking about it. And yeah. I, and I've seen uh, Wales online talking about you. Oh, yeah, about- you saw them. <laughs> oh, they came for me. Are you from Porth Call? <laughs> You've been there. Oh, my God, you survived. Well done. Listen, <laughs> what some of you don't know is Porf Call is Welsh for shithole, innit? It's fucking horrible. Now, there's one little strip of it. It's beautiful. There's a little seaside strip bit, which is really nice. And our hotel was opposite the seaside. So the only thing that was nice about it for me, every morning that you don't get in London, is you wake up, you open the curtains, and then there's a beach, yeah. and you hear seagulls, and you get that fresh air, and it's beautiful. And then you get off that strip. <laughs> And it turns into Croydon Part Two. <laughs> oh my God, that seaside, that fun fair! I went to the fun fair, and before I got into the fun fair, they warned me of all the things that have happened in the fun fair before I got on the rise. Did you get that as well? They were like, "The, the... see, even you know, someone, someone lost, lost their head." head. 
That's I quite said, wow, quite do picture. you not want the money? Like, what? <laughs> wow! Didn't stop me, though. But it was scary. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a crazy time. It was just weird. It's just a proper town, in, like, proper town behaviour. Yeah. Everyone knew everyone. So when I got there, on the first day, I just went for a walk just to have a look at what I was going to be around for the next 10 weeks. And I swear to God, wherever I stopped, someone was like, you're right. So how long are you here for? <laughs> not in a way like go away they're being racist just like town people want to know who you are so I would answer them and then 10 hours later after spilling my whole life I would leave the coffee shop <laughs> and go back to my hotel but I always got caught talking to somebody did yeah. you ever meet Ethel? <laughs> listen Ethel is known by everyone in the town because if you get stuck behind Ethel in a shop you're fucked <laughs> Ethel talks to everyone at the till for hours. And because she's elderly, you don't want to be disrespectful and be like, Ethel, I've got somewhere to go. Because you know it's probably our only conversation of the day. Yeah. But I think Ethel knows that we're not going to say that. <laughs> I think she does that on purpose. I do. By week six, I was like, I've got you, Ethel. I've fucking got your number, love. And when I'd see her slowly going towards that till, I'd run fast. <laughs> and then I'd be at the till having a nice conversation. And guess what Ethel said to me in week seven? Are you finished there? I said, look at this cheeky bitch. <laughs> We've always got to wait for Ethel. Ethel doesn't want to wait for us. Cheeky cat. <laughs> oh, the things you get up to when you're bored by yourself in a new time. <laughs> Made my weeks that did, figuring <laughs> Ethel out. Jesus. Well, what I liked about the Wales Online piece... Um, well, it quote you saying uh, uh, Portugal is a shithole where rats go to do drug deals. First yeah, of all, the drugs are good, good though, which is a good, <laughs> good line. But it was like you know, sometimes if a comedian slags off a town, it becomes big news in the papers, and it, they say they're going to get banned. Basically, the article goes, yeah, some people were annoyed, but some people agreed that it. Yeah, is. <laughs> they were agreeing with me. They were like, it is a shithole. It is a shithole, and the drugs are fantastic. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. I'm now uh, admin of the Paul Call Group on Facebook, <laughs> by the way, because a lady posted. I did a joke about Wells, and they posted it on Comedy Central, and a lady posted it in Facebook in the Paul Call Group, and. With, with the caption, what a vile woman. And then everyone in the comments was agreeing with me. And then the host of the group saw me in the group interacting with everybody and then made me the, the, the uh, admin. <laughs> it's a great time to be alive, guys. No, it really is. It's become a beautiful... You're going to go and retire to Port of I'm going to go back to Port of and just do a whole piece with the Mail Online over there because why the hell not? I was so shocked when they did that. This is how boring... This is how much nothing happens in Port of she posted it on Facebook. It became an article. So someone from Mail Online in Puff Call went down and just started interviewing the locals <laughs> about this nobody who they no one knew about the joke. Half of them aren't even in fucking Facebook group anyway. They were so confused. They were like, oh, what joke? <laughs> it was so a confusing time for everyone. Yeah. Why would you do that? I thought famous for 30 minutes. Was good. And I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad you're doubling down. I'm glad that you've learned nothing and no. they're going to... This will, is, start, this will start it all up again. It is Welsh for shit, oh. You know, the whole of Wales is shit, let's face it. So. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I just want to let... That's, he said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I love Wales, and thank you to Chris Evans, not that one, who is from... He's from Wales, I think. I don't know. <laughs> don't like to talk to him. Um... <laughs> He is. He's very. He's. he's I love Wales. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, let's talk about question team. This is. This was pretty. Uh, 
a, pr- a pretty good story about... Yeah. Uh, tell us about... So the qu- in Question Team, if people haven't seen it, it's... Kids that... groups are comedians and they've got to come up with interesting ways of asking each other questions. Yeah, that yeah, that's literally it. There's yeah. four of us. Richard Ayoade is the host. There's, there's three of us and Richard. And we ask each other questions. And whoever has the most points wins. It's very simple, very, very easy situation. It's just what you're doing while you're asking the questions. And so I decided to push the boat out. Yeah. And I said I wanted to skydive. Guys, <laughs> I can tell you, you can see me. You know I don't want to fucking skydive. <laughs> they made me skydive. Right. I said they made me. They said, would you, if we set it up, would you do it? I was like, yeah, of course I would, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and then they set it up, and I was like, shit. <laughs> right? And then we went down, then we did it. It actually was a great day. I really enjoyed... Why do I keep eating the microphone? It can, can it's driving that. me insane. <laughs> um, it was a really great day. It, it, was, it was new. I didn't think jumping out of an airplane was a thing. The person who first jumped out of an airplane... I just want to know what wasn't happening on that day for them. But they decided <laughs> that the safety of being inside was too much for them. They wanted to try and die. That's what I want to know. Yeah, it's a good question because some, yeah, someone must have thought this might work. Yeah. In war, in evacuation moments, fair. For fun? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I saw a guy, I saw a YouTube or an Instagram thing of the, and they've got the video of it. It's quite nasty. Don't see it if you see it of a man who thought he could fly off the Eiffel Tower. You've seen this guy, who's, and they've got video of it from, like, 1906 or something. What? So it's an oldie-time guy, and he's got some sort of wingsuits, and he thought he could fly off the Eiffel Tower. He didn't. He that didn't, was before he didn't, But I think he thought he could glide down. But I would have tested it a bit lower down first. If I'd been him. I would say I he's probably the first person to taste cocaine. <laughs> it <could be. laughs> that's what but, it sounds but, like. But I guess that's how, you know... Parachuting must have come about by someone going, I'll try and jump off this chair yeah. and see how this goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that stopped me a little bit. Let's go up a ladder. Uh, but, yeah, it is. I've done it once as well. I did it for... I sort of... I'm not... As, so I'm, done what one? I've done skydiving once with, oh. on tandem skydive, which yeah. I did for a show, my own sh- a stand-up show, because it's the kind of thing I would never do either. Yeah. But I, I did like it. It is it. fun. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And but then I, I went back the next season, because that was season one. Right. Season two, they said, how are we going to top... Skydiving. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just really enjoying spending most of this budget. And then <laughs> they came back with not one thing. We had to do five different things to top the skydiving. Right. So uh, over the course of two days, I did uh, water skiing for the first time. Nice. Yeah. And can I just confirm, whilst I am black and I can swim, um, I don't want to ever water ski ever again. <laughs> that, that wasn't fun. Uh, for the first time, uh, I got in the water, and uh, the oh, instructors, they're evil. <laughs> they put on that voice, didn't they? And it makes you feel so secure, doesn't it? <laughs> so all you're going to do, Tanya, is you're going to just lie back in the water and then hold on to this, and then when I go, I'm going to go, and as I start to pick up speed, I'm just going to, you just come up gently, and as you come up gently, you just hold on and straighten your legs, and it'll be fine. We'll just go around the water. <laughs> what you don't realise in all of that delivery is that when you're lying in the water and he puts on that engine, you're by the fucking back of the boat. <laughs> so all the water's going... <laughs> so you're, you're dying half yeah. the way before you even get up. Sure. Then I got up. I didn't realise getting up was basically lifting up a gym, not going to the gym. He lifted up the whole fucking gym at this point. So you're holding on. Then he took us around and around. So after a while, I was like, oh, shit, wait. 
How do I get down? <laughs> how do I stop this? So I said to him, how do you stop this? And he's like, yeah, you just let go. I was like, nah. <laughs> Sir, nah. We're currently doing about 40 miles per hour around this little sea here. And you want me to just let go? <laughs> I can't swim on my back. That's not how I learn. Also, when I say I can swim, I swim to survive, okay? Not for fun, just to live. So I'm not really a swimmer. I'm not going to be in the Olympics anytime soon. So I said, if I go back, will I go under? He was like, no, you'll just float. We can all hear that that makes sense. (laughs) In the moment, I said, sir, that don't make sense. I said, if I go back, I'm definitely going to go under. That's kind of how gravity works. He was like, no, you got floats. You'll be all right. Me, like a top dickhead, believed him. <laughs> I did. I was holding on like this. I'm really sorry for the podcast, but I was holding on like this. And I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. Just let go. And I let go. And the water came over my head. <laughs> and they sent me the outtakes of me going, help me, I'm going to die. This is how it happens. This is it. I, I was saying, this is it. This is how it happens. Yeah. That's what, imagine I'm dying and all I can be concerned is, this is how I'm dying. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, this is it. I die in water. This is horrible. <laughs> then he came. And eventually he came. It felt like three hours, but by the video, it was 13 seconds. And then <laughs> he took me out the water. And they were like, do you want to go again? And I was like, you can fuck off. <laughs> I hope you got everything you need from that one shot, my friend. <laughs> Never went again. So after I did that, I had to go and do um, uh, um, a scene in a spa. I enjoyed this one. Right. I had to go and get my feet done. And I was asking a question through the bit of the bed like that oh yeah my face through the bed so that was easy and that's they... not beating power skydiving looking through a massage table no oh don't worry we've got three more things okay, to do tomorrow right. <laughs> so i went to bed that night they got us a nice little old english um hotel four poster i had a, a bath that stood by itself sh- nice. you know the whole stuff I it do. was wonderful i felt like i was in a film that i can't remember right now but we'll edit it in later so <laughs> i was did that woke up the next day i had to do clay pigeon shooting Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I thought I was scared of guns. I get it now. Really? I'm going to America. I fucking get it. <laughs> I bloody get it. There's something really sexy about going, <gasps> and your whole body being thrown to the floor because the gun's massive, <laughs> but you breaking that bit of clay. Yeah. <gasps> Powerful scenes. Anyway, we did that. Sounds like you're quite adept at all that. I feel like if I went ward skiing i would fall off straight away if i went clay pigeon suiting i wouldn't hit anything oh no yeah okay so i didn't tell you about the practice i had before i hit the thing yeah i had a lot of practice okay <laughs> i had half an hour of practice okay. of shooting this clay pigeon because it's quite technical actually yeah. you've got to hold it in the right place it's got to sit in your shoulder the right place otherwise you end up just attacking yourself and bruising yourself and hurting your body right. so we did that uh what else did i do wait i did four things wait did the spa yeah, it was four things. Because in the spa, we did two different sections. So we did the spa, did the water skiing, did the clay pigeon shooting. Then they took me to wing walk. Okay, that's pretty Yeah, that's pretty good. So I'm hearing the silence. And that's what I gave them when they suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave them silence when I suggested it. I didn't know what it was. Right. I genuinely thought it was like a Boeing 747. <laughs> fuck you because <laughs> you know what it was that's how I know you know and you walk out 
<laughs> on this side, and they have me harnessed, and I just walk out. I say the questions. I just come back in, and I was like, I can do that. I jumped out of it. What's the worst thing about walking on the wing? That's not a problem. What I didn't know is when you're doing a wing walk, the plane is older than everybody in this room. <laughs> I swear, it's the first idea of planes before planes became planes. There's not even doors and seats on this plane. There's just the body of a plane. Right. There's only one seat. That's for the pilot. Okay. And even then, that is a bus stall. That's not even, <laughs> not even a full seat. Even he's like this on the edge. I said, fucking hell. So I get on, I get to the, the top of the, before I, sorry, before I even get on top of the plane, there's an assistant to the, the pilot and she's doing me up and making sure, you know, everything's all right. And she's like, babes, when you go up there, when you go upside down, just put, I said, sorry, what? <laughs> when you go who? She said, when you go upside down, make sure you look up and put your hands up. I swear, I promise you, you're going to regret it. I said, if I, what I will regret is not slapping you in the face if you don't leave me alone. <laughs> You need to stop talking. So we went up there the first time, kept it quite low, just went round like this, didn't do any loops or anything. I was like, oh, she was lying. She was trying to scare me. That's <laughs> wonderful. Then we came down. Then it hit me. It's TV. You don't do nothing once. You've got to do it again. <laughs> so before we got on the next time, he, the pilot looked at me and he was like, are you ready? I said, for what? He said, we're going to do the ultimate extreme stuff. Oh, my God. I said, I didn't know I was ultimate extreme level. <laughs> I thought this was all very beginner. Do you know what I mean? He was like, nah, so what does ultimate extreme mean? He said, we're going to do loops and we're going to do twists. Nah, luckily for me, I'm a little bit of a thrill seeker. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like is that when you are wing walking, you are sitting on a bar stool attached to a, a stripper's pole. And then there's like this little bar. It's like the worst. You know when you go to a fun fair and you get in a roller coaster and you're like, wait, is this safe? <laughs> That's what I was like on top of the plane. Is this yeah. safe? Oh, my God. It was the best thing ever. Fuck Addison Lee. I want to I wanna wing walk to work every day. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't want to be in a cab ever again. <laughs> I would not like that. So well done for it you. It was man. one, I, I promise you, I think it looks scarier than what it is, but you definitely have to be a certain level of crazy yeah. to do it. Yeah. And I reached that level that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. They put you through, you know, I, I've never seen the show. So. Yeah. Well, it's great. It's a good show. Yeah. I hope they do season three, and I also hope they don't do season three. Yeah, what are they because gonna do how to? are we going to top wing walking? <laughs> they keep talking about swimming with sharks. I'm like, did we not do? Did we not learn from the the ski that? I'm not. I'm not a water person. I would rather jump out of the sky. <laughs> is it only you that make it? Is everyone doing this, or is it just you that making do? No, that? because by the time we got to season two, everyone was complaining because I used most of the budget for real. Right. <laughs> and the, but why would you tell them that? I had loads of comics coming to me being like, I was trying to be like you and give a grand idea. And they were like, no, Tanya, spent the budget. <laughs> <laughs> if, you can do, if you can do it, do it. Right, I, I want to go through your spotlight. Um, I found your spotlight page and your skills. Skills. That you can do in spotlight. Let's go. There's a lot of dancing, which I'm assuming you can do. I can do. Um, but oh. I want to know, because sometimes people lie on spotlight about what they can do. Wow. Usually oh, on accents. Wow, there is no solidarity here, boy. Uh, You're just want, outing me on the podcast. I want to know what your skill level is. on the, Just the sport. I'm not going to go into your accents. Go on. Don't uh, go into these, the accents. These, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things you claim to be able to do. Athletics? Yeah, I did what, athletics. Yeah? Yep. What kind of athletics can you do? 100 metres. Yeah. I was very fast. What's, what's your run? fastest 100 metres? 
I the last I remember was 12, 12, 12. I was good. asked to test out for um, Crystal Palace uh, yeah. youth team. Yeah. That's pretty good. I can do it in about 25 seconds. Yeah, no, nah, I'm probably at about 42 now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, basketball? Yes. Okay. Bowling? I mean, yes. is that what, tempin bowling or crown green bowling? It's, it's tempin, but yeah. my agent said it, it means something. Everyone can temp in bowl. Excuse me, not like me, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, cycling? Yep. Darts? Yes. Darts isn't a skill. You can't put darts down as a skill. If it's on the application, <laughs> is it there? then you put it in. Okay. Football? Yes. Pole fitness? Yes. Okay. Quad biking? Yes. Okay. Yoga? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm over 30. <laughs> <laughs> when have you been quad biking? Mom, oh, when I was growing up, my mum used to work for a youth. Okay. Uh, she was a youth worker, and she right. used to run a lot of um, uh, all of our community centres and all that kind of stuff. And up until about five years ago, she right. was doing that. And we used to go, and I've done nearly every activity you could think of. It's good. All right, you passed. You passed. Well done for not lying. <laughs> I believe you in all of those. I, honestly, I did. I've done nearly everything. <laughs> my mum was very much, when we were growing up, my mum was like, you try everything once, then you tell me if you like it. Okay. Yeah, so I've tried at least everything once. That's terrific. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I was, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm sort of almost being forced to try things I don't. I know. I've been cycling with my daughter. My yeah. daughter's who's eight, and she's got really into cycling. And I'm the one who has to go with her. And I'm much more scared than she is. <laughs> we got. What are you scared of the bike? I'm no. I'm scared of. Well, I'm scared of her get falling off the bike. Fair. But she is really good. Good. But the uh, we we did we were in Somerset last week, and um, there's a thing called the Strawberry Line, which I didn't know my dad helped create oh. when he was when he was uh, headmaster. And after he was headmaster, so it's Cheddar to I think it goes to like uh, Bristol, but it's Yat. We went from Yatton to Cheddar, and then we got a little bit lost, and it was like a ten mile ride. So my daughter's riding ten miles. She's only just started. At eight. She's only just started riding a bike. Oh it was all gosh. on the an old railway line, so it felt fairly safe. And then we got lost, and we came down the Axbridge bypass. <gasps> Um, which is like a massive bypass with huge lorries. Yeah. She called it a motorway. It wasn't Bless a motorway. Her. Uh, but there was a crosswind and there was sand being blown in our faces. Oh, poor baby. But she was very brave, whereas I was quite scared. I made her get off Good in the girl. end. We walked. But yeah, so my daughter is going to force me to be adventurous, but I was never very adventurous. Oh, I'm I, a thrill seeker for, oh, yeah, for most yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. If, I think because for me, as, um, the, the skydiving and ramped it right up. If there's a possibility that you could die, sign me up. <laughs> it sounds mad, but that is the bit. That's yeah, but I mean, uh, that, uh, that spirit, you know, you have to, you, it feels like you've, that's the spirit you live your life in as well. Like going, oh, well, people are saying I'm funny, I'll have a go at stand-up comedy. Why not? And then proving you can do stand-up do comedy. Do it for the story, Rich. Yeah. Do it for the story. And then it's all, you know, it's all <laughs> happening. It's all happening. And so you, are you doing stand-up? Are you still doing stand-up or is, is the TV stuff... I still do stand-up. Yeah. I still do stand-up quite heavily, actually. Still, yeah. like, five, six times a week. Oh, great. Good. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're very funny. Thank you. You're very good. I'm glad that I found that comedy class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's sort of interesting and it's, it's interesting if you give stuff like that go if you're interested and then yeah. i mean being a stand-up is a sort of special thing you have to want to do it really definitely because um, you've got to the first few years oh yeah oh i mean you've been oh. so you've been going since what 2012 12. yeah so you've been you know it's, it's again that's the thing now that like people it's you've, you've all been going for like 10 or 11 years before you sort of really yeah you know come the, through so yeah. but it's good i think like you you talking about doing competitions eight years in is a very good idea because some people do competitions six months in and yeah. they're not, 
You know, they're not to be, be it's, it's a weird one because I do say it's probably the best thing I did. I didn't want to do it till I was ready, but I also yeah. had to get over the fear. So the first two, three years, I was like, no, I'm not ready for competitions because if I win the competition with my five minutes, then they put me in glee clubs and, get, and they say, do 20 minutes. I've got five. I'll just do it four times. Yeah. They don't want that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's not what you pay for when you go and watch comedy. So I was very much, um, you know, like, that doesn't make sense. But also, because I was older when I started comedy, I feel like I didn't run into some things you, that, you know, the younger ones run into, sure, sure. not really being um, mindful. So, yeah, I was like, it doesn't make sense to do a comedy competition two, three years in. Yeah. What am I, when I, if I win, I'm not going to be able to sustain anything. And yeah. then my first impression is dead. Sure. When I come back later on and I'm ready and I'm raring to go, they're going to be like, no, we saw you already, go away. Yeah, it's true. It's a, it's a very good lesson. And again, I think, yeah, having started a little bit later on, that's... Probably why you had a, a, a wiser head on your shoulders than uh, not some like, others. Yeah, like the person in Porth Call. Let's face it. I mean, <laughs> we will not speak of. We that. won't go back into. I it can't have that. Can't have happened. Uh, let me ask you some. Look, we get we're having a, a good time. I'm not asking you any emergency questions. I'm going to ask you some uh, early emergency questions. I want to know, Tanya. Yeah. Have you ever seen a ghost? No. Ah. I've seen one in the form of an ex-boyfriend, but not like an actual Casper one. <laughs> <laughs> What, what, an ex-boyfriend ghosting you or... Is... No, as in, oh my God, what are you doing here? You look horrible, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh my God, did I? Like, you know, like that. <laughs> you know? Um, she knows. <laughs> let's go. We're going to go early. What is your favourite cheese? Is question seven in this book. God in heaven. Oh my God. You've got a favourite cheese? I, I think it's called... Wellesleydale? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Wensleydale. With cranberry bits inside of it? Yeah, yeah, you can get one with cranberry. Fuck it. Do you like that? Oh, my God, it's got me by the nipples, that has. Really? That on some crackers, yes, please. Not a bit claggy for you? I find Wednesday a little bit claggy. Really? Yeah, a little bit. How thick do you cut it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't tend to eat it. I don't really like Wensleydale. I mean, I'd eat it, but I don't like it. Ah, what's yours? It's true of most cheese. I like alumi, but Bob Mortimer told me that wasn't a cheese. Isn't it? It is, is but he doesn't count it as a cheese because he feels it's... Well, because it's sort of, you know, rubbery and... I like it because it makes a sound, but he says that's that's not enough. You like it because it makes a sound? You eat it, it squeaks, doesn't it? What? And it tastes nice. Does halloumi have a whop? What are you saying? You eat it and it squeaks. What is the next question, Richard? (laughs) (laughs) And I like cheddar, I like cheddar, I should say Cheddar's good. Well, I'm from cheddar, I've got to say it. Oh, well. There's only one place that makes cheddar cheese and cheddar gorge. I was just there the other day. I have to tell you, I'm not happy with uh, cheddar caves. They've changed Cox's Cave into like a caveman adventure, which is not historically accurate. And also, they're not showing the beautiful... It's a beautiful cave. They've covered it. It's very impressive technology, but I'm, I'm furious. <laughs> not like in the old well, days now when they I was... Know. I was in... I went to cheddar caves and I bought... It's 80 fucking quid to buy four tickets for all of my family. And then my kids... My son went into Cox's cave and went, I don't like it. And we had to leave straight away. No! He, he, my, my wife took him out, so me and my daughter went round. Um, and when I bought, the, I bought the tickets, I said, oh, I used to work, because I used to work in Cheddar Caves. Oh, and I, nice. thought, I thought she might go, oh, well, oh, you don't have to pay, sir. <laughs> she went, oh, that's interesting. And so, what was it like? And was that in the, I said, did you Not do, even a discount. Did you to us? No discount. And then another guy came in. He said, are you Richard Herring? I went, yeah. He went, bloody hell, this is amazing. This is like local r- r- royalty. Do I get a discount? No. No. I Fuck. thought you were going to say she at least offered a T-shirt. <laughs> nothing. Got nothing to get. We paid for our little bit. They got they bought some little bits of rock. Anyway, look. 
what they've done to Cox's cave. Then my son wouldn't go into Goff's cave, so that was a waste of money. Then we went into the museum, and he was scared of the skeleton. <gasps> How old your son? 28 years old. That's the terror thing. That's the terror. He's, uh, I mean, he could be. He's, uh, he's five. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the setup. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what's the best thing you've ever done in the rain? Oh. Someone just said sex. Sex. Have you had sex in the rain? Let's get that person up. I'd go inside the if I was. Best thing I've done in you, the would rain. Would you have sex in the rain if it was raining? I'd go inside, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that. I mean, would depends what surface you're you on as well. You know what? I just had a really mad moment. What? Normally, I would say yes. Yeah. Purely based on my hair. Okay. But I don't have any anymore. <laughs> so I might fuck in the rain yeah, tomorrow. Go. Okay, good. <laughs> go. If you see me in the rain tomorrow naked, mind your business. This is <laughs> this is where the idea came from. <laughs> I see. I my rain story is again from school, and this is me not getting involved with stuff. My friend, it's like pissing down rain, and all my friends went out into the rain and danced in the rain with girls. Wow. I was about 17, and I, I was sensible and didn't want to get wet and stayed in the doorway watching them, and that was the, the biggest regret of my youth. No, I, I always... People dance. who do that, I'm like, why are you... It's, it's literally the embodiment of being like, hi, pneumonia, I'm going to be outside in about three minutes. Do you want to come? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are you inviting pneumonia into your life? Dancing yeah. in the rain. Yeah. In the pouring rain. Yeah, but it was, you know... No hat. N- no, there was no hat. <laughs> they got wet. They had to presumably spend the rest of the school day in their wet clothes. What? I was very sensible. I was a sensible, good young boy. Is that another way of saying I didn't have friends? I didn't have many friends. <laughs> My dad was the headmaster. Um... It was a terrible, terrible time. But he made part of the strawberry line, so, you know. <laughs> right, this is an AI question. Let me ask you a different AI question, then I'll get on to the good one. Um, this is artificial intelligence has come up with this question. <laughs> what would be a good emergency use for a giant Toblerone? <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's an AI has come up with that. What would be a good emergency yeah, use for a, for giant, a giant You know, the ones Toblerone. you get in airports, I think the AI is thinking of. It's hard to know, isn't it? I can't think of an answer to probably, it. You probably could have used a, mer- a massive Toblerone when they, uh, mid-COVID, when they wasted all that money yeah. taking over buildings that we didn't use. Yeah. Toblerone would have been fine. It would have been cheaper. What, to eat Still or wouldn't to have live used in? it. Okay. It's useless. Okay, fair enough. I think you could use it to shore up. I've been trying to... F- I've, we've had some mice in our kitchen ceiling and we've been trying to, I've been trying to find where they've been getting in. And I've been putting chicken wire in Toblerone's not going to help. Been, you could stick a tope, I suppose it would attract mine. You're going to tell them to invite their cousins over. Stop being weird. <laughs> you could use them as temporary tents. Yeah, they could live in there. Well, I could put them outside and the mice might come out. <laughs> okay. It's lovely living in the country. i and bring it in. <laughs> this, is, this is the good... Oh, let me see this. No, oh, great. I'm going to ask you another bad one first. Just Sorry. to show how good my questions are compared to artificial intelligence. If you could have any superpower, would you use it to become president of the world or to make sure there's always a plentiful supply of avocados? Avocados. Yeah, really? Yeah. I wouldn't want to be president of the world. Right. No, these people, before they become presidents, they look healthy and vibrant. <laughs> you become a president, you just end up looking dead. They look so stressed and yeah, tired. I wouldn't want... Hard. All of that on my shoulders. President of the world. Of as well. the world. 
I don't even... I only speak this language. I'd you'd be useless. To, you'd have to get everyone working together. It'd be quite hard, wouldn't it? Oh my, you can't even do that in Catford. How am I going to do that around the world? But if you had a plentiful supply of avocados, I think they might make you present the world. If you, no, we just... If you just everywhere we end, there's an avocado, there's an avocado. Right, here's the good question that AI came up with. What is the most ludicrous thing you've ever done in the name of love? Oh... <laughs> How much time have we got? <laughs> as much as you need. Ludicrous. I, yeah. I mean, what's your level of ludicrous? Well, what's your level of ludicrous? I don't... Oh, I, what? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Why do I keep hitting myself with the microphone? It's driving me mad. Um, you would think I don't use a microphone in my job yeah, every day. It's so weird. I don't know how embarrassing the story is going to go. Yeah, let's what's, see. What's the most ludicrous thing you've done in the name of love? Yeah. I don't know if it's ludicrous. Is ludicrous the same thing as spiteful? <laughs> yeah, let's say it is. Let's say it is. Very much so. My first boyfriend yeah. dumped me. Right. Fool. After four and a half years. Oh, no. And um, I really appreciate that gasp. Thank yeah. you. Um, and he dumped me for a girl who lived on the block next to mine mm. after I just spent two years helping him raise money um, to get a moped. <laughs> so I scratched it. Oh. D- nice. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's... A- who said nice? I don't, think it's a- I don't think it's enough. It's not a nice thing to do. So I cut the brakes. However, <laughs> in that moment with my 19-year-old body, yeah. it was the right thing to oh, do. Oh, definitely. And I scratched the shit out of it. That's your... I didn't do this. Yeah. I went like that. <laughs> Coloured it in on both sides. Do you know what I mean? As I was finishing the second side, his mum was coming downstairs. So she saw me scratching it. I tried to run. He ran after me, brought me back to his mum's house so she could tell me off. The problem with that is couldn't give a fuck about what she was saying. I just <laughs> sat there and waited for her to finish. Then I left and felt like I won a prize. And then I apologised <laughs> two years later. Uh, that's good. It's, yeah. Well, that's, that's hard we're as well. Friends. We're still so you were out with him from when you were like 14 to 19? Yeah. Oh, man, that hurts. First boyfriend. Yeah. First, took him three years to hold my hand, but he was patient. <laughs> really good guy. Oh, he was yeah. a good guy. He still is. We're still yeah. friends. Oh, still good. friends. Yeah, we laugh at that now. That's yeah. why I can tell that story because yeah. I tell him to listen to it and we'll laugh about it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Shouldn't have dumped me, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, look, uh, we haven't got very much le- lo- left, long to go. What are you looking forward to doing next? Which is so the TV is the TV show the main thing? Yeah, that's that's one of the main things. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. We've got a pilot for it, so we're currently writing it at the moment, yeah. and um, there seems to be a lot of interest in the story because it's different, and there seems to be interest in how we're going to make it funny, <laughs> and it's really funny already, guys. We're yeah. laughing a lot I'm in sure our meetings. So yeah, hopefully it will still be called Bully by the time we get to. TVX, and uh, I look forward to hearing how funny this story is about this tragic young lady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think it, you know, I do think it's just, it was such a fascinating show, and it was, you know, and often with Edinburgh, it's not, especially with someone like that, I can't see, I can't remember the other person. I know there was another person in Sean Davies. Yeah, but I yeah. don't remember anything about that show. So, because I was so wrapped in. Yeah. And it, and it was like four or five years ago, and I thought, yeah. I must get that person on the podcast. Oh, and it's only thanks. taken. 
four years. Four or five years, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Listen, <laughs> late is better than never. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, look, uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that when that comes out. And I'm, you know, I hope you're going to tour again. I hope people will come and see you, you do your live stuff. You've got a brilliant website with, with all your dates and stuff on it yes, as well. Yes, so, I yeah. do. I try to keep that up to date because I can't deal with the constant inboxes. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? Just, <laughs> yeah. Please just check the site, please. I quite please. like it because you've just got a calendar up there and it says where you're going to be. Yeah. And I, I think that's it's a, very, easy, isn't it's a it? really good yeah. way of doing it. Sometimes when I go on a website and there's a list, I'm like, oh my God, another list. <laughs> I prefer it. It's just right there. It's obvious. You can see it. So that's Tanya Moore. Yeah. Spelled T-H-A-N-Y-I-A. I know. It's a lot Moore. going on. Dot com, dot co, dot co. Dot UK. Dot co, dot UK. Yeah. yeah. Do check that out for all information on that and uh, yeah hopefully uh, the show will be out soon and we can see it ladies and gentlemen give a massive round of applause the medal incredible Tanya Moore love to see you thank you very much you have been listening to Rahalastapa with me Richard Herring and my guest Tanya Moore thank you to Scavenard that's them playing this song right now I think it's just one bloke actually but it sounds like more doesn't it he's good uh, I'm indebted to my producer Ben Walker thank you very much to Chris Evans not that one and all of the Go Faster Stripe team and thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre and hey thanks to everyone at Acast and Acast Plus you know those guys work hard too uh, this is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>